Uh, another of the things that we talk on the, that I told you in the email, uh, how do you implement kicking in your program? Is it very important? You know, in America, there's a lot of coaches that believe that kicking is, is the thing. Uh, can anybody share their thoughts about kicking? Anyone? Well, um, I think uh, it, it's very important, especially um, in the beginning of the season. Um, and um, it, it all comes down, you said earlier, uh, Sergio, that the, the strength coach and the gym has to implement what's happening in the pool. So you have your athletes healthy enough to be able to swim. And uh, especially in younger ages, I think kicking is very important. Uh, it lays the uh, the groundwork, let's say, uh, to be able to build upon that. And um, when it comes down to college swimming in the U.S., as uh, you very well know better than I do, um, with uh, the turns and the underwaters, then uh, if if you use kicking uh, correctly, then it's a major weapon uh, at any swimmer's arsenal. Thanks. I, I, I agree with you, but uh, anybody else? Any thoughts about kicking? I'll jump in real uh, quick. Something okay. I've seen uh, with our emphasis on walls and distance off of the walls, where uh, we spend a lot of time down there kicking with kids who aren't necessarily good kickers, and they're faster on the surface, but because the emphasis is on kicking, they stay down under and they don't. Uh, uh, I think we lost you, Hans. I have a terrible, uh, I have a terrible reception, so I okay. have to. I mostly listen. All right. Um, no, uh, uh, Dylan, you wanted to jump in? To... Um, yeah, I've. Uh, I, I we kick pretty much all through the season. Uh, focus on kicking. It's not. Um, I try and put kicking in sometimes uh, before a main set or directly after a main set. I feel the legs are important because they're one of the biggest muscles of the body and they're the first to go. They suck a lot of oxygen, especially if you're dealing with a middle distance swimmer or even 100 meter swimmer and they need to have a, a huge kick. So I, I try and use a little bit of both strategies. Um, it's difficult to try and get variety, as much variety. Sometimes we're kicking with wind, sometimes we're kicking without, sometimes we're kicking with boards, sometimes we're kicking with no boards. I think in terms of our body position, it's critical to 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 maintain a, a good straight line. And so from a young age, I try and emphasize kicking uh, as an important part of, of, of a young swimmer's development. Um, but as they get older, there tends to be, we try and look for a little bit extra and, and certainly kicking can provide that, you know. Um, I've seen some crazy kick times from distant swimmers where, they, where they're going holding on long course, going on 120 send-offs, you know, like to some really fast stuff. I spend some time, a little bit of time with the, with the Aussies and they really emphasize the kicking. The, the big coaches there like Doug Frost and Dennis Cottrell were just like, on the distance guys were just really emphasize kicking a lot so um yeah i think it's an integral part of the program the the, the problem is always in finding the, the, the balance you know between kicking pulling and swimming and so these are the challenges as coaches so any thoughts will be great 
Um, I, I do a lot of kicking every day. I think to me, I'm, I, I, when I design a practice, it's very simple, warm up, uh, some kicking, some pulling, some main set, you know, and I would do, and some warm down, but I would do, I would say anywhere between minimum 800 to 1500 or 2000 a day on kicking every day. It can be fast, it can be social kicking, it can be working every energy system, you know. Um, I'll, I'll show you, I'll put in the chat one of the sets that I like a lot that I, I used to do uh, at the ball school uh, a while back. Uh, let me see if I, if I find it, I explain it to you. And, you know, it's, um, uh, hold on. Uh, what I do is I go, it's, it's a two week thing. And I took it from Pierre Lafontaine. And I don't know if you know who Pierre Lafontaine is, but he was a very good coach. They, uh, he ended up coaching in Canada. And now I think he does something with the hockey teams in Canada. But uh, he coached down in Phoenix when I was there. And he told me one day a set that he was doing with Cliff Keller. And this is around 1998 or something like that. And we go Monday, we do 2100s with 10 seconds rest, best average. Tuesday, we do 10100s on four minutes, all out fast. Wednesday, we do no kicking, we recover the legs. Thursday, we do 15100s with 10 seconds rest, best average. Friday, we do uh, seven 100s on four minutes, fast. Saturday, we just swim. Monday, we go back to 10 100s with 10 seconds rest, best average. Tuesday, five 100s on four minutes fast. Wednesday, nothing. Thursday, we do five 100s with 10 seconds rest fast, but best average. And then Friday, three 100s on four minutes fast. You can do that. We do that with kicking and pulling. When I, when I was at Bolts, I used that almost every year. Um, and uh, you have to be careful how you start with the younger kids, but we prepare them to do that. Sometimes I did the 2100s with 10 seconds rest kick on Monday, and then the 10100s fast on four minutes on Tuesday. Wednesday, I recover, and then I did the same thing on pulling on Thursday and Friday. You know, so instead of being two weeks, I would use four weeks between kicking and pulling. And I've seen great results. Uh, I've seen like somebody like, I can give you somebody like uh, uh, Ryan Murphy, not Ryan Murphy, uh, Joseph Schoolin, the age of 16, 17, he was able to do in this set 10-100s kick with 10 seconds rest in long course, hold 111s and finish on 106 with a kick or fly. And, you know, you don't see people do that, you know. Uh, now, I was talking with the coaches from Singapore uh, from the other side, uh, uh, like last night about this and a coach brought up that, well, some guys are not good kickers. And if you see somebody like Santo Condorelli was a horrible kicker on a kick wall. But when you watch him swim, his kick was unbelievable. And, you know, it's how you connect everything. You know, and, but I think it's important to work those legs and to work those arms, you know, because you can work at a high level and you work, you isolate one muscle group and then you can go and work a different muscle group for the next 45 minutes. And then you can try to put it all together. You know, uh, we do a lot of kick pull swim, you know, but we can do a 4,000 set. What we do 20, uh, let's say 10, 75, 25 kick, 25 pull, 25 uh, swim. 
into 10, 100, 25, 2, 25, pull, 50 swim, into 5, 150s, 50, 50, 50, and we keep going. You know? And that's a very good way of like working the legs, isolating the arms, working the arms, isolating the legs, and putting everything together. So I really, I really like kicking a lot. Uh, and I would work kicking from the lactic work, short and fast, no accumulation of anything, to, to lactate sets, maximum uh, production of lactate. So I like that. Nobody? Come on. Nobody has no. anything to say? No questions, no nothing? I'm, I'm good for yeah, today. Sergio, you... Yeah, go ahead. Um, do you do any kicking with uh, resistance when it comes down to your lactic and your power stuff? Yeah, we do, we do, we do uh, some resistance work when we do power and speed. And sometimes we do kicking, mm -hmm. sometimes we do pulling, you know. But, that, you know, uh, we do a lot of lactic work with kicking in the mornings, you know, after we do the dry line. But in the mornings, three times a week, because of the American system, and that's what works for long course, we do a lot of foil kicking, kicking on the side, teaching them how to yeah. kick the front, the back, bo both ways. Fish kick. Yeah, yeah the fish kick. Yeah. And uh, and doesn't matter if you're a breaststroker or not, because a lot of guys and girls do, they want to be part of the relays, the sprint relays, and you never know if a, if a breaststroker can pull a 19.5 because he's excited and he has a good underwater, you know, uh, and you've seen that many times. Yeah. So, so we try to, and, and it's good for them to like, we work a lot of, a lot of the kicking that we do is main stroke, but you have to be careful with the, with the breast strokers, you know, because some breast strokers uh, are very fast, but they have really bad kick or bad knees and you have to be very careful. So you can combine that with freestyle or with butterfly kick or, but yeah, we do, we, we, we use some resistance. We'll use the kickboard against, you know, swimming fast against the kickboard with the resistance and then switching, you know, so. How about kick socks? I never used kick socks until last year. So I, I like okay. them. I like the way, you know, we do a lot of, we do some kicking with the kick socks. With, when we do the power speed, we do a lot of kick socks for, we practice turns from the 25, from the middle of the pool. So we practice two mm -hmm. turns in a 25 and just try to move the feet quick. And so. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you talk about when you, the season, when you were a swimmer, when you used pantyhose for a season? Yeah, like I, I used to use a lot of, you know, uh, pantyhose. Like when I was in Spain, we just go get some of those black pantyhose, cut them on the feet with a little bit of like nail polish, just, Put them on the on the bat, you know, whatever we cut it, and we train like that. Uh, we train a lot, uh, and I like it a lot. We use it sometimes at balls too, you know. Uh, I think it's a good way to work your legs and have some resistance. It's cheap, you know, and um, I really, you know, I, I felt that my my Spanish coach was pretty smart. So when we started doing that in the eighties or the seventies or the eighties, um, I, I really enjoyed, you know. Um, I think, you know, you have to be careful to not to overuse it, but, but I like it a lot. And, and, and more important, if you can find a thin one after the taper between the 
uh, ACES, the conference and the NC2As, you know, for the people that have shaved, you can use the first week, week and a half, parts, parts of the practice, some pantyhose, and it helps you out with, you know, them kind of like, you don't have to work them very hard, but kind of like, have to work a little bit harder and then when they take them off, they feel on top of the water. Pretty good. Thanks, Jason. Hi. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm from um, Vancouver, BC in Canada. I just have, a, uh, I just have three questions here. Uh, first question is, um, when you kick, as you described a while ago, it seemed to be the law of hundreds repeats. Are there any longer distances rather than that? or do you stick to hundreds? Uh, second thing is, do you do any test sets when it comes to uh, kick? Like a time 300 kick, time 75 kick, time 100 kick? And what are the third question is, what are your um, recommendations for people who can't kick breaststroke? Like what's, uh, what suggestions do you have? Are those for me? Yeah, or for whoever, yeah. Uh -huh. Anybody? Uh, uh, I guess I, it's my turn. Um, like I think for people that cannot kick uh, a lot of breaststroke, you just have to be careful, you know? And uh, sometimes you can do some vertical kicking, sometimes you can do kicking on their back, you know? Uh, and you have to do 50 freestyle, 50 breaststroke, the 50 freestyle may be nice and easy and recover or the other way around. Uh, so you have to play play with that, you know? Uh, and and as long as your swimmer is giving you your hundred percent effort, you you will understand if that's too much of a distance or not, and you can change it. You know, I have guys that if I if I say five two hundred breaststroke kick, they do it all, and some others that they do seventy five breaststroke twenty five freestyle, seventy five breaststroke twenty five freestyle. It all depends on the athlete, so you have to pay attention to that. Never be afraid of of changing it. It's like breaststroke. And butterfly, if they have a very hard stroke, not just kicking, I wouldn't make them do too much of it. I'd rather if they just do short and specific and fast than not just getting to a point that it breaks the stroke so much that they cannot do it. Uh, a specific sets for times, for example, when we do the 2100s with 10 seconds rest, we have, we have 70 people in the water, we do it the whole team together, and we have we tell them, okay, we're gonna leave on the top at, at zero, zero. So uh, they have two people per lane or three people per lane. You know, the second person lives 10 seconds apart and the third one, 10 seconds apart. So we give them the total time. They subtract 10 seconds or 20 seconds. We divide it by number of, uh, we take the 20 times 10 seconds too, and then we divide it. And then we have a goal time that they have to beat next time. Make sense? So, you know, we always try to, we'll try to find some times, uh, so they're motivational times for them. We write them on a whiteboard and that they can see one another and they see, wow, that guy is not as fast as me. He's kicking three seconds faster. So, you know, uh, try to do that. Uh, what, what was the other question? Uh, like if we do any like longer distances, uh, I've heard different coaches say different things about distances. Some people just stick to hundreds repeats. Some people kick, let's say time 1000 or time 800 or whatever. Right? Uh, for me, I do distances. I do 10 meters, 
15 meters, 25, 50, 75, hundreds, and 200s. I don't go over that. Uh, there's a specific work like hard. Uh, sometimes I do a 800 kick. There were, you go 25, one speed, 25, another speed, 50, 50, 75, 75. So you change speeds, but it's not all out fast. That's, that's my thought. I don't do much of long distances with, doesn't matter if you're a distance swimmer or not. We don't do a lot of long distances in, in our sets. That's, that's just me. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Zach. No one else? Come on. I got a question for, yeah, Trevor. for kind of just either you or the group. Um, so for age groupers and college level too. So um, I spent a lot of time down in Texas with Eddie. And something that he taught me was, um, was when you're kicking backstroke, you don't necessarily want to be in streamline. You want your arms by your side because that allows your body to be in a more natural position. Um, and kind of taking that idea and moving it, the only real kick that I ever really do with a board anymore is freestyle. And I just wanted kind of your guys' thoughts on, you know, like for example, in breaststroke, I always have my guys' um, hands separated and not necessarily full streamlined, but more just shoulder length apart. Um, backstroke, hands by your side, making sure your head's back. I just want just, just different ideas and, um, on what you guys do in terms of kicking and, you know, how you kick butterfly versus how you kick freestyle back. Uh, you want to punch something? You want to punch something? Sorry. Sorry, I wanted to add to that. So at my club, we actually don't use kickboards for freestyle kick either, just because we're worried about how it impacts like hip position and body line. And I've just like, I'm not sure how much it actually affects anything. So I was wondering like, have people seen that like using a kickboard has has been like detrimental to someone's body position in freestyle? Like, I don't know. I just, yeah, it confuses me. Uh, at least for me, I mean, I, I coach at A&M, so I talk to Eddie like quite a bit when we see it when we're at meets and um, he's given me that thought process too. Um, I use both. I use kickboard and without a kickboard. I mean, I try to, because different kids are good at different skills. So, I mean, I have some kids who are really good with a kickboard and some kids who are really good without a kickboard. So, you know, throughout the season, I'll use the kickboard and then sometimes uh, I won't use the kickboard and then or I'll use power towers with socks. So I'm, I'm trying to do different things with kicking um, throughout the season. And, you know, for me, um, obviously, yeah, the body line does go down a little bit when you are kicking with a board. But um, for me, I'm just, you know, whenever they're not when kicking with a board, I, tell, I tend them to try to think about their core. Uh, when they start thinking about their core and tightening up their, their bottom two abdominals to really tighten it up, I really, it really raises their butt that one inch that, you're, that really makes a difference. If you watch a lot of swimmers like, like Lochte or Caleb or Phelps or any of these guys, what makes them really great is, they can get their butt to move up that one inch. And that one inch is really the biggest difference. That's why if you watch a lot of women, when, they, when they're kicking, they're really low in the water. But once they put on that suit, it really rises them up and they can kick a lot better. 
Um, so those are a lot of the things that um, I like to do to really for them to focus if they're using a board. Because obviously it's a little bit easier to kick without a board because their body line's a lot higher. So I just try to give them little tidbits to focus on when they're using a board. Thanks, Jason. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I, there was a time where uh, I was kicking only with a board, and then there was a time where I was kicking with no board. And then I went back to boards, and, and then I just decided that variety was the, 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 the key. And um, so I try and mix it up as much as possible. Along with the distances, I also don't go much over 200. I just find the kids' uh, age group swimmers need to be um, stimulated, and more than 200 kicking tends to be, uh, it can be a little bit boring sometimes, unless you're challenging them with something. Um, what I have found is helped. I sometimes kick with a snorkel. I help. I find it helps with um, with board and no board. Um, yeah, one, it's it helps their body position a little bit more um, because uh, number two, it, it also sometimes they get a little bit lazy with my younger age group swimmers because they tend to talk during kick sets um, to each other. And unless it's a social kick set, I don't encourage you know because we need we have a certain focus, but. So I've, I've, I've tried to mix it up uh, from quality kicking where we're going uh, lactate production work, much like you said as well, to an endurance kick set where we're going hundreds or 150s or even 200s. Um, but I've tried to mix it up as much as possible. And I think uh, I've had particular swimmers uh, where, um, and on those particular swimmers where they're kicking differently, I think you spoke about it earlier, they tend to be kicking um, maybe not as in such a horizontal line and so when so one of my breaststrokers he tends to kick a little bit downward when he's got a board as opposed to kicking back um with him i would just say no board in in particular set unless he was doing a social kick set where i wanted him to relax and not to worry too much about his uh his form so much but if if on a particular set i was worried about his core line i would then just focus on with no ball but that particular summer if my other swimmers were going to the board. So I, ge I generally find it's an individual thing. Uh, sometimes you, you find boards work for some swimmers and it doesn't affect their, their line. I think you spoke about some swimmers who, uh, one of your swimmers, I think it was Santo, you said, who when he swam, it all just came together uh, as, as a stroke. They, they have their understanding and some swimmers are like that and other swimmers can kick with the board and some you have to try and alter or change. Thanks. I, I think I, I pretty much use the kickboard a lot. We'll kick on our sides for fly. We also kick breaststroke on our sides. So, you know, that's, I, I got that from Kitajima's old coach. Uh, and I like kicking breaststroke on the side. Uh, really teaches them how to keep their legs in the right place and understanding how they kick. Um, but uh, I like to kick, you know, I'm very traditional kickboard. Uh, we'll use uh, snorkel and hands together like Superman and things like that for drills or things. But on breaststroke, for example, we kick uh, with a kickboard. It's very important that they don't go up and down. They just keep their body steady, you know, and they can hold it like this or they can, you know, they can put it on top of their, their arms. But as long as they don't go up and push up and push up and push, they just keep their bodies, the, the, the front of their bodies is steady. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty traditional, I guess, with the kicking.
Oh. Nobody else here? Awesome. So I think we should stop here today, I guess. It's been an hour and 40 plus minutes. And if nobody has anything else to share, we can start uh, next week with what we think is most important to focus during taper time. Uh, unless somebody, you know, so far in the Spanish talk, I had people presenting things. So if you have a presentation, you don't have to have a PowerPoint, you don't have to have anything. Uh, and the Spanish talks and the Singapore talks, we had people present things. So if you wanna talk about something next week, you, not me, you wanna talk about something, that it'll be good for us to learn, just let me know. I, I just wanted to share something. Uh, and this, this is just a recent memory because uh, one of the Canadian coaches just passed away uh, two days ago, uh, Kevin. And I visited this program two months ago in uh, Etobicoke. And their program involves a lot of kicking, if anything, very little pulling. Uh, and Kevin usually starts his week uh, with a lot of kicking, uh, when I was there, he started with 2100s of freestyle kick uh, on a pretty firm pace. So, and that's his way of recovering, he said. And uh, just a small uh, tip from him as he, um, as we remember him. Thanks. Uh, Sergio, ¿me puedes añadir a las, um, a las charlas españolas también? Yes, I will. Okay, thank you. No, I, um, yeah, this, this thing with Kevin, it's pretty hard. Um, you know, it's in, I knew Kevin for a, a long time. It's been a hard thing. Uh, yeah. Hi guys. Well, thank you very much for your time and hope you guys are safe and, and well, and your families too. And let me know if you want to share something next week. If not, We'll start with, we'll start with uh, what, what, is most, what is the most important thing for you to, to focus on taper time. And let's see what ideas everybody brings on the table. Right. Thank you very much, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Sergio. Thank you, Sergio. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Sergio. Yeah, yeah, bye -bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Everything going well, Serge? Yeah, just tired. Yeah, just like, How's the foot coming along. What? How's the foot coming along? Oh, good. I can walk now. Like they oh, told nice. me on Monday. You, have, you haven't told your family that yet, have you? No, no, no <laughs> way. But on Monday they told me that I can. Yeah, I don't need to have the boot anymore. So you know, I'm I'm pretty good. Like he was surprised that I recovered so quickly. Because they said you got, you got a knack for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I really believe so. I really believe so. Like he was like, "Wow, you know," and I, you know, my I can move my foot, and you know, like, like I show you, like, like you see, I can. You know, oh wow! Yeah, and I have like five screws, and they, yeah. they put on me what uh, a month and a half ago. 
Yeah. That's pretty good. Does that, does that hurt anymore? Any more no, pain? It's just a little bit um, like today I've been sitting for so long because yeah. of all the talks and uh, depends on what position uh, it gets swollen. But he said that it was going to get swollen uh, for the next uh, couple of months. So I just need to be careful with it. But it's good. I have a nice car that I'm going to have to make a put a tattoo, tattoo or something. Yeah. But yeah. On, uh, on your car? No, um, uh, uh, I have a scar on my ankle. Like oh, scar. Yeah, uh. scar. <laughs> but uh, it's nice. And my wife says it makes me look tougher. But uh, there you, whatever. Hey, yeah. anything to you know keep her. Uh-huh. Yeah, keep her happy. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah. How's how's the family? How's how's your wife doing? She's good. Got to figure out what we're gonna do for dinner. We got trivia tonight. Awesome. Yeah, they've been doing like this. Uh, like back in West Virginia, they do it all virtual or whatever. So like, uh-huh. you get my brother in Columbus and my sister in Morgantown and my dad, everybody. That's nice. So I use my Delaware Zoom account to host a trivia game. 